Many of us in this world find ourselves searching for ways to feel more alive. We move through our lives day after day, living through the same repetitive cycles and the same stressful patterns that often leave us feeling defeated, underappreciated, or unfulfilled. But what if there were a different way to perceive life? What if out there we were able to find the keys to a happy, healthy, and fulfilling reality in the lives that we're living right here, right now? For those of us who are looking for a way to transform our lives, for those of us who are looking to fully live in this moment, to change how we feel, how we perceive the world, and awaken to a better reality so we can fully live this life. This is the Live This Life Podcast. And I'm your host, Heath Cummings. I'm here to inspire you to ask yourself the question, are you living or are you killing time? What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Live This Life podcast. I hope everybody's doing well in this crazy, strange, unprecedented time that we're living through right now. It seems to be all that we're talking about. No matter where you go, everybody's talking about the, the virus and everything that goes along with it, the all the economic stuff and everything else. And it's, it's definitely a, a bit of a scary time. Um, for all of us, I think I think there's not a single person whose life is isn't affected by what's going on right now. But just because this is a huge focus on our life and it's obviously sort of a negative thing that's going on, it doesn't mean that our entire life has to become negative in every single way. It's so very important to try to make sure now more than ever, I think, to make sure that you're doing things for yourself and you're doing things for the people around you that really unite everybody and come together and, you know, the best for the best possible outcome right now. You're doing the best that you can so you can have the best possible outcome of all of this madness that's going on right now. Really, I feel like most of us are doing something revolving around this whole situation. We're either preparing or a lot of people are worried, they're scared. You know, even some people are sick and they're dealing with those issues. And, you know, some some people are out of work. I know that's so tough for a huge part. There's more people right now who are suffering financially than they are with any sort of an illness. And they don't know what's next for them. And I'm really, I don't think any of us do. I, th- I don't think really any of us know what's next. And that's why I wanted to title this episode, Where Do We Go From Here? Because I think that's a question a lot of us really haven't had the chance to sit back and reflect on and think about is, where is all this going to go? What's going to happen once all the dust settles on this situation? How long is that going to take for the dust to settle? So many unanswered questions. And of course, there's so many things that could happen. And, you know, there's, of course, if you follow the media, there's just so much fear mongering, which I don't agree with, you know, there's a difference between being informed and, and, you know, doing what the typical media does. That's why I really limit uh, any exposure that I have to media. I try to stay informed, but there's also at a certain point where you've just got to cut it off. You've got to look, you got to know where to look and where not to look. Um, and mainstream media often is not the place to look uh, for any sort of real credible information. And I'll be the first one to say it right now. Well, probably not the first one, but really I want to say that, you know, saying just stop the fear and worry isn't easy in these moments sometimes. You know, I know from firsthand experience, I went through a time period where I worried about literally everything. You know, I worried about if my, 
uh, yeah, my wife was going to get into a car wreck on her way home. Um, you know, I'd, I'd worry that we're going to lose our house to financial stuff. And, you know, is my employer going to find out, uh, you know, that I was going through mental illness when I was going through some PTSD and anxiety stuff and I was going to lose my job? You know, like I went through some serious times where my normal day-to-day thought process was nothing but worry, nothing but the worst. And it's really hard when you're in the deep, when you're in the thick of it. Your mind can do so much stuff to you. And it was it was a time before I had really started to explore internally about everything and really started to get heavy into meditation and all that kind of stuff. And I think when when you don't have the ability and you haven't practiced how to calm your mind and how to calm those thoughts and, and calm the storm inside yourself, I think that's when it can really run out of control. So that's that's a huge focus on one thing I want to talk about today about you know, certain things you can do through these times to try and lessen the, the fear and anxiety, but it's so tough. I mean, everybody can say, don't worry, don't, don't do this, don't do that. But it's, it's hard when you're deep in the middle of it. You know, it's, it's hard to see the forest through the trees, so to speak, when you're, you're trying to find your way, but all these things are popping up in front of you and you're trying to keep yourself calm and everybody else around you, Tom. You know, the first couple things I just want to say right off the bat is you need to do some certain things for yourself. You know, if you if you get yourself prepared for the next three to four weeks, they're most likely going to tell everybody to shelter in place pretty soon because uh, a lot of people aren't taking this seriously, unfortunately. And, you know, if you're one of them, I too, I think in the beginning of this was, I think maybe a little bit in denial and also, you know, my public roles trying to really downplay it so people didn't panic and, you know, trying not to feed into that fear that I felt like the media was spinning up. And I definitely downplayed it myself too while I was sitting there and learning more stuff about it. But talking to people who are close by and talking to public health people that are in our area, people that I trust very much, uh, we all need to take it seriously. So it is a part of that preparing. Yeah, absolutely. You know, get yourself a few weeks worth of stuff so you don't really have to leave the house at all. Um, Because that's really got to be the goal going forward is just give yourself enough time so you can stay inside, stay away from people, and you let this thing run its course. And after that point, it's going to be a lot safer to get us out and about. But if people keep on defying those things and getting out there, it's going to perpetuate this and make it last longer, which it just makes this drag longer. It makes the economic impact of it go longer. And, you know, it's it's just going to keep on going. You know, next, the biggest thing is you you need to only worry about the things you can control. And a lot of this situation is out of all of our control. We just have to roll with the punches of whatever is coming up next. Right now, you can't control a way to get income if you don't have income right now. And I know that's huge. You know, whether you're in an industry who's, you know, maybe not supporting your absence, you know, if you own your own business, um, you know, if you're in a, you know, food service work, especially if you're in, in food service or you know, people who own their own businesses right now, I feel so much for you. You know, a lot of your business and livelihood is, is closed up, but those are factors you can't control right now. And I know those are anxiety producing, but you absolutely have to try to let them go for the time being. And when those thoughts creep in, just don't let them stay. Get yourself distracted in some way, shape, or form. Like I said before, one way to get over those thoughts and how to control your mind when it starts to run out of control really is meditation. You know, if there's any time that was the right time to learn meditation, if you're not doing it, this might be it for you. When you practice meditation, you get control of your uncontrollable thoughts that go on in your mind. You know, because first you sit there and you try to keep still and, you know, I'm actually like three years into being a dedicated meditator and I still sometimes have trouble, especially now. 
Um, I even got one of those Muse things that that um, senses your brainwaves, and you put it on. It's almost like a little headband that goes in the front of your head and kind of goes behind your ears. And there were some days where I was keeping that thing like perfectly calm and everything. And there were other days where I thought I was calm and my brain was obviously going nuts in a way that I didn't know uh, that it was even doing it. But um, even a practiced meditator still is has their trouble keeping their thoughts in line. They run away from you. And the most important thing is that you just you get back, you let it go, you focus on your breathing and all that kind of stuff. And I'm going to do an episode about that in the next couple of days because I think it's so much needed right now for people who aren't already practicing meditation, but but really the practice helps you in a sense because you can help change your brain state when it gets away from you, you know? If, if you're someone who wants to start and you don't know where to start or, you know, you get started right away and you're not good, you'll think of it in the way that, you know, somebody who wants to run five miles, you know, you have to try and just run one mile first. So, you know, you have to start somewhere. So bring yourself some peace right now and just try meditation practice and see how it goes. You know, even if it's 10 minutes during the day, first thing in the morning is best before anything gets going in your day. It's the number one thing I can suggest to anybody right now because you have the time, you have the reason, do it and you'll be able to get some of your anxious thoughts a little bit more under control and give yourself some time and practice and check back in for another episode that'll be doing on that soon. So anyways, back to the original point, you know, right now we need to take the situation for what it is, right? We need to turn off the news, we need to pay attention to stuff when it's necessary, but but it is it's time to settle in and look at things closer to you right now. You know, it's time to get into that now moment more than ever. So many of you listen to the podcast specifically for the Power of Now episodes. Many of you listen to those episodes over and over and over again. I can tell by how many plays those episodes get. Well, now is the time to apply those lessons and live in the now, whatever it is, whatever it is that's here right now. Not the bills that are pi- that might be piling up now or in the future. You know, not the finances. You know, everything's going to be taken care of. You know, the, I know the lawmakers and political leaders on so many different levels are doing so much to make sure that you don't fail. Because let's be honest, we feed the system. Most of us in this middle class, we we feed the system that makes these guys who run the country very rich. And they're scared right now too because if they lose financial superiority, they lose everything. So right now they're thinking of ways to pump trillions of dollars back into the stock markets. They're finding trying to find ways to supply people with income while they're out of work. So, you know, try and let the financial part go. I know that's a, the hugest worry for a lot of people that I've talked to recently. You know, things are going to be okay on the backside of this. You know, what you need to focus on is keeping yourself safe. You need to keep you and your family safe. And you're really going to try to influence everybody to just buckle down, listen to those shelter in place or quarantine orders or whatever they're giving for people to just stay in because it's going to make this go by faster. Trust me, I'm trained in so much disaster response and we've gone through all these kinds of things over the course of my career and the biggest thing is just take the orders from the people who know what they're talking about. So really follow those things. And then of course there's that hard part where if you or a loved one has gone through this and the disease turns out really badly, you know, you are the exception. I can't sugarcoat those kinds of things and I never will. Um you know, grief and loss is something that I haven't really experienced much of in my life, and I'm thankful for that. And I can't imagine if any of you have had a family member who has paid the ultimate price for this, or if, you know, you've gotten really sick yourself. Um, so I really don't want to minimize your situation, and all my heart goes out to all of you who are going through so much of those really, really hard times that many of us aren't experiencing right now. 
But what I want to do in this episode is really focus on the potential good in all of this. I'm so adamant on the fact that where your attention goes, energy flows. It's such a catchphrase lately, but I'm huge into that thing. I'm huge into the science of how we create our create our reality, and I really feel like that's a fundamental part of it. And through all of this, some sort of transition in some sort of way, shape, or form is going to take place. You know, our lives are never ever going to be the same. Our world is going to change in some way, shape, or form through all this. I mean. The biggest thing that I can remember living through was 9-11. You know, I was I was 20 years old when 9-11 happened. And I just remember the, the pre-9-11 world and the post-9-11 world. And I know a lot of you who, there's quite a few people that I know that are younger listeners. And a lot of you that were born in like the late 1990s, you've had it pretty rough. I really have to say, we were talking about this the other night. And you guys lived through 9-11 and the anthrax stuff and the recession and just the, the whole 2012 scare. And like... You guys have just had been bombarded by one thing after another and the media spinning them all up. And I really feel for you all because you've come up through a really tough time. And I think that explains a lot how a lot of the millennial generation is um, vocal on things they don't like. And, and they're very passionate about certain things because their world has been topsy-turvy since they arrived here. So I totally get it. And this obviously is fuel for the fire. But... More than anything right now, we need to be a little bit more supportive for each other. You know, it doesn't matter what generation you're in. You know, all of a sudden, that elderly lady who lives alone in your building or around the block, down the street or whatever, you know, now now she has a name. You know, and you care whether or not she has basic needs or you care a little bit more that she's okay day to day. You care that the family down the road with the four kids can feed themselves. You know, you're worried about what they're going to do. You know, and you, maybe you've reached out. If you haven't, maybe you should. But you, maybe you should reach out to friends and family members that you haven't talked to as much because you're so busy every single day. You know, most of us have already done that. And we're checking on them. We're checking to see how they're doing. There's that connectedness already starting to shape up. And it needs to not just be one of these things at the difficult time. This is a portion of our lives that we've let slip away from us because of how busy we are. And I think that's one of the most important lessons that we can learn going through this is... How did our lives change during this tough time? And how do we maintain those great habits that we picked back up along the way right now and let them carry forward into the post-virus world? You know, we're all slowing down a little bit. And you know, if you're a regular listener, you can probably tell that I've been extremely busy over the past few months. And this whole thing is a whole nother level of testing my abilities, my, my abilities to manage stress and overwhelm. But I have to say, I'm doing really good. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at this opportunity um, after I got all the necessary planning and preparation and, uh, you know, all my full-time job settled with running the operations for a school district, um, you know, but also that of being a town leader and being someone who's prepared in disaster preparedness. You know, people are turning to me for knowledge and what are we going to do? And, you know, it's, it's been hectic with my home life and, and getting all that prepared as well. I'm able now that we've gotten through that initial planning phase and now we're just kind of maintained and watch what the situation develops, kind of thinking what, what might come up in the next few months? You know, what is everything going to look like? How do I want to make sure that I stick with the good habits that I'm now able to do? The, the little things that I'm doing now that I have a little bit more available time to myself, how do I make sure that once this has all gone by and the dust have settled, how do I keep those good habits going? Because I really honestly should have never lost them in the first place. 
And I bet there's a bunch of things in your life that you can look at that mirror that same exact mindset. Through it all, I've maintained a mindset that whatever comes out of this, it's all going to be okay. Things might change. Things are de- I can almost say things are definitely going to change. But we're all going to be okay. You know, this isn't going to turn out like Mad Max or I Am Legend, which, by the way, I've got a huge gripe with the fact that they're playing those movies on TV right now. Um, I saw like Matt, what did I see? I Am Legend and Contagion and um, something else that I'm just kind of like, you've got to be kidding me, you know? Definitely not the mindset we want to put out there in the collective body of people. Stay away from that trash TV right now. You know, don't not during not during this time. Definitely not not okay. You know, but on, on a much more positive note, my good friend and mentor Brandon Beecham. You know, definitely uh, I'm on the same wavelength as him a little bit because I wanted to go and do this episode today and talk about the whole caterpillar and chrysalis and turning into the butterfly type of thing. And I just, I had already recorded part of the episode uh, the other day and I got interrupted. And then I saw this morning, he actually did the same thing on his podcast. And it's amazing because that's how a lot of his posts have been lately too. So that kind of inspired me. But then I go and see that that's what he's posting. And it was just crazy to see that the mindsets are so similar with people who are, who are looking for the positive in all of this right now. I know you've heard me talk about Brandon Beecham before, but he is the host of the Positive Head podcast, which that podcast completely transformed my life. Um, and now he's the host of a new TV talk show called Optimistic, and that's spelled O-P-T-I-M-Y-S-T-I-C. And I saw the other day, it was a really awesome post that he had, and I wanted to paraphrase a little bit, and it, it brought up a ton of good points that I wanted you to, to really ponder and think about. Actually, before I read the post... I want to read, I want to actually play a short clip of what he said on the pilot episode of his new show, Optimistic. And this was actually the show I was supposed to be on back in November, but I had to cancel my plans to go out to LA because of my wife's illness and everything that's been going on for months now. But his show is all about consciousness elevation, and really that's what I'm doing here as well. I think he's just got a little bit of a different shade of what he does versus uh, what we do here on this podcast versus what they do. And I would say the show is definitely a little bit more on the woo-woo level. Um, You know, they get a little bit deeper into things than I actually do on this one, Uh, which some of the stuff I'm all about and some of it's a little out of my realm, but all of it is so super good and high vibe just because it gets you to ponder the what ifs of existence and what might actually be possible in life. And being a part of a group or multiple groups that become part of your inner circle that that boasts that positivity that gets you to really wonder and dream a little bit more than you used to. I mean, what's wrong with that? We experience so much negative stuff on a regular basis and we need new circles of people who are hoping and creating a better world. They want better for all of us and that's what they're out there doing. That's what I'm out here doing. So this clip that I'm going to play is from the opening episode, the pilot episode that he filmed last year. I think it was August of 2019, which if you consider that, it's so amazing because the message that's in this is so on point with where we are in in the world right now. So here is my man, Brandon Beecham, talking about the butterfly going through the transformation process and that so many of us go through that massively painful but necessary process in life. You know, and how right now it's so on point with where we've been, like the caterpillar just destroying and consuming everything around us in our world. And now here we are going through a process that's painful, 
but could make a whole new organism when it's over. So check out this amazing monologue from the man himself, Brandon Beecham, on episode one of Optimistic. You know, society has been a caterpillar, destroying everything. And that's basically, if you know the story of the caterpillar, that's what it does. You know, once it's born, it eats everything in its path. It destroys all the leaves. It's, you know, just eating, eating, eating. Then one day, all of a sudden, a imaginelle cell, they call it, pops up. And at first, the caterpillar is like, what is this, this imaginelle cell? This is, you know, it's an invader. Kill it. Destroy it. And uh, they do. You know, the caterpillar cells went out, and the imaginelle cell is destroyed. But then another one pops up, and then another one pops up. And then after a while, they all start working together. And then the tide really turns at that point. There becomes a point where the imaginelle cells take over. And they basically, this is the end of the caterpillar and the beginning of the butterfly. It goes into the chrysalis. And it takes all that destruction that the caterpillar created. It basically melts down into a goo that fuels the imaginelle cells. It feeds off the destruction, the pain that was caused, and turns that into the butterfly. It's born from that. That's exactly what's happening with our society right now. We are transitioning into the butterfly that we're all meant to become uh, collectively and individually. So I sent Brandon a text message the other day. I haven't talked to him in quite a while. Um, Part of the post that they had put up on the Optimistic page says that we need to spread positivity like a virus. And I just thought that was amazing because I said that same exact thing back in October of 2019 when I was on Positive Head as a guest and it was on episode uh, 1099 and he repeated the same exact thing uh, just now in, in a text post that he read the other day about how we need to spread this. There's two viruses spreading in the world. You've got this coronavirus and you have this positivity virus and we just need to try to spread all the positivity that we possibly can right now. But there's so many other good things that are going on that are coming out of this. You know, there's there's some of the stuff that he put in his post that makes you realize that with us cutting off our activities, what it's done for the planet, what it's done for the world. You know, in China, they've shut down their carbon emissions. They've, they've shut down all their factories. And the carbon emissions have been cut by an estimated 25% in the last four weeks. You know, they shut down their factories and their coal burning plants and everything. And they've got clear blue skies for the first time in like maybe a century. You know, and, and in Venice, Italy, there are canals that are always so busy with boats and everything going by that they now have the return of wildlife like fish and dolphins in the canals in Venice. So that's just an amazing thing of how much the earth needed to kind of heal. Like we've really been here really screwing things up. I mean, the other day, I saw some videos where I think it was maybe somewhere in India where they had a dump truck actually back up to a running brook and just literally dump its entire contents into the brook. That's their practice of getting rid of trash. And there's just so many things that we're doing on a daily basis to destroy this one place that we actually have to live on. And just in a short matter of time of us ceasing our day-to-day industrial you know, capitalist consuming type activities, the earth has had a chance to, to actually heal a little bit. And it's making a huge difference in such a short amount of time. And we as people have to do our opportunity, we have to take the opportunity right now to do those same exact things, to sort of get what we haven't been getting as part of our normal routine of life. 
We have to settle in a little bit right now and be still for the first time in how long? I mean, how long have you been forced to go home and actually ponder what your life is all about? It's time to reflect. It's time to figure out what's next for you. You know, what do you want to call into your life next? Is, is it time to sit and worry and wait for what's coming or just accept what is and making the best of that situation and living through it? Does this time make you appreciate the life you were in? And if you absolutely loved the way that it was before, maybe you took it for granted a little bit. Maybe you just want it back and that's something you can hold on to and hopefully that'll return for you. Or is this your time to look inward at who you are and where you were going and figure out who you want to be on the back end of all this? You know, what butterfly do you want to transform into? This is such a powerful time for all of us. It really is. Do stuff that will help you transform. Maybe read a little bit more. Maybe do some yoga practice. Like, yeah, that, that's actually one thing that you exercisers, you, you big fitness people, that you can do from home. You know, you can, you can go on YouTube and do like a 60-minute yoga exercise, you know, and see how differently you feel. I did it the other day. All you big muscular guys, all you, all you gym rats, the people that are like me who work out constantly, give it a shot. Go on there and try and find like an advanced or even an intermediate yoga type thing, a cardio yoga. Um, you know, I traded my weight room and punching bags for some road running and some hiking and uh, doing some yoga and resist bands and stuff. And I tell you, it's, it's made a huge difference in just the way I felt in the last couple of weeks. Change things up a little bit, though. You don't have, hopefully we'll never go through something like this again. So take this opportunity to do some memorable things for yourself that you don't normally do on a regular basis. Transform who you are right now. You know, use this time for something positive and evolutionary. Take this time to spend a little bit more time with your kids since they're home from school. This time is unavoidable. You know, and together we're going to make the transition into whatever's next. So why not do what you can right now to make it purposeful. Rather than let this thing take its take its shape and just, you know, you, you roll with it by default, take what gets handed to you and make the best of that circumstance. So as I wrap up, one last thing. If, if you're into that clip from Optimistic, please go check out his show by going to optimistic.tv and you can listen, you can join in live on the chats on YouTube. Every Sunday is when new episodes premiere. Um, it's going to be Sundays at 11.11 Pacific, which is 2.11 Eastern Time. Um, I'm going to be on there watching loyally, you know, watching some of the people that I've, I've crossed paths with, some of these amazing people in these circles, uh, be on there as guests and special speakers. He's got a lot of great people on there. I've had sneak peeks all along the way of filming. Uh, I had live views of the camera feeds and stuff that he hooked me up with while they were doing it. So I've got a little bit of an idea what's coming up. And it's some good stuff. There's some really good content. So um, check it out. Maybe you'll see me on there in the future in some episodes once all this stuff slows down and I can pick up where I left off like the rest of you folks. Really, I'll close with saying I love you all. Take care of yourselves, really, for for the love of God. Stay home. You know, get what you need and stay home through this, really. It's not media propaganda. They're not making it worse than it is. You know, I do feel that they over-sensationalize uh, they over-sensationalize a lot of stuff. They always do. The media always does. But really, take it seriously and stay out of public and, and stay in isolation for the next couple of weeks so we can flatten out this curve and bring this thing under control. You know, otherwise, really, we could do some serious damage to the economy. Um, if people don't get back to work in a long amount of time and people get really sick, you know, that's another part we have to worry about. Um, we got to do our part to curb this so that our healthcare system doesn't get overwhelmed so the people who are really sick 
don't get really sick. A lot of people are catching this. They're just getting a slight cold, a little bit of a flu. I mean, I got a stuffy nose today. Do I have it? I have no idea. I'm doing my part. I'm staying home. I'm working from home. You know, do the same. Stay home, listen to some podcasts, you know, watch some amazing content like Brandon's new show. You know, do do the life journaling process. I've suggested that to some people that I've coached along the way. And, you know, it's, it's where you write out a whole detail of how you want your life to shape up after all this. You know, what does your ideal outcome look like? You actually write a story, whether you do it in a journal or on a Word document or something like that. But write a story about how you want this to shape out. Who knows? Maybe after it's all said and done, maybe that's exactly what shows up for you out there. You know, so why not put all that out there? So I'm going to get out and about and get some stuff done outside. So here's a song from Soul Rising. Perfect name for this one is Optimistic. It's not spelled the same as the show, but it's still uh, still great for the message of this episode here. This is off of the 2019 album Serenity. Until next time, stay healthy, stay safe, stay optimistic. Most importantly, keep living your life. Keep doing things. Keep living your life. Go for some hikes in nature. Um, you know, if you have that ability nearby, otherwise you got to stay inside and, uh, and buckle through this and, uh, try not to drive each other crazy. Like I said, do some of those things that you've really needed this opportunity to do until next time. Thanks for listening.